that was okay, but it was in no way brilliant, this is dynamite, after all the shenanigans with Rampage and the buy-in and we're going to try and push Smackdown, which, you know, I understand and, and agree with. This was okay, Malachi Black versus Dante Martin with them, with Leo Rush, um, is okay. It's, um, it's slow from Black to begin with. His entrance, by the way, is still very popular with the crowd, and it's a good one. He takes the arm for ages. He handles Martin slowly, using, you know... And, and Dante's got to use his speed, really. Now, Dante reverses a, a, a Rorican Rana, which is very nice. It's a reverse Rorican Rana, should I say, which is very nice. And there's a really nice springboard cannonball from him on the, wor- on the walkway, which is really good. He had to correct on the ropes first, because the story is that Black's hurt his knee, hurt Dante's knee. So he had to correct when he got to the top rope and then hit the move. And that was good, actually. Then there's a nice Meteora from uh, Malachi Black. That's got to hurt. He's got a lot of, got a lot of weight on there, actually. He's got a lot, you know, he's a big fella. Then there's a super, um, a sort of super Rana off the top from Dante, but his leg is all messed up. Apparently, that's the story they're telling, and then um, there's a, a bit of a funny move, really, where Dante wants to come off the top, top rope that is, with a springboard moonsault. And Alistair Black's not quite, or sorry, Malachi Black, yes, is not quite in the right place, so he has to move a couple of inches to his left so he can be clocked by the move. And it's clear that that's happened. Then he hits a single leg Boston, and suddenly Black grabs his rib and lets go. They're saying in calm commentary, is this the Black Mist, do we think? Could it be that? Could it be... Well, I don't know, because suddenly he hits a huge roundhouse, as he does, for the pin. Maybe we're going to find out in future weeks. Maybe not. I don't care either way. I'm really bored by it. So, he'll continue to be a sort of towards the top of the card but not really at the top of the card won't he Malachi Black and that's what was happening in WWE but at least he's on some programs this time okay here's the inner circle out then top team are out and what I said in Sports Obsessive as I said before Rampage still holds true as I said the men of the year aren't often here even when they're present because they were on Rampage And they are now on Dynamite. They're not really there. Because Dan Lambert does all the talking. And Jericho and Lambert trade insults. They're not even very funny or very good or very clever. And then Sky just tells us, he reminds us that he he beat um, Sammy Guevara twice. I used to be good, remember, when I was actually good. And there was a reason for me to be out here. And people didn't have to speak for me. And that's what we've got there. Okay, we've got a tag team title match now, which is the Lucha Bros, of course, versus, and Andrade brings them out, where it's the the Los Super Ranas. Okay, let me just unpack this a bit. The Los Super Ranas are discovered to be FTR. Are they Axe and Smash? Are they Dax and Cash? Anyway, they're, they're... revealed to be those two individuals 
on that team halfway through this match. So two questions. Considering that we have all of the rankings and they're very keen on that in AEW and that's what they were going to do and they mentioned that even before they opened and all of that. How can you have two people who we've never even seen before lost Super Ranas with a tag team championship match? I'm not aware there's been an open challenge which is always the way you get around it. And then they're revealed to be FTR halfway through. So why isn't the match called off? Because the match wasn't signed with those two people, was it? It's actually all right, but nothing special. There is a lovely springboard drop kick from the Luchas um, and a Twig and Berry's double kick. So they both get a nice, both Axe and Smash, Dax and Cash, both get a bit of that. Then you've got Aubrey Edwards just looking at the belt being used. It's brought into play and she allows it to be used. Then Tully's in to distract her. She, she doesn't look good here, Aubrey Edwards, on this particular match because you've got the belt is used to hit Ray in the gut with it to did I say Ray? Why did I say what did I say Ray? Uh, Ray yeah Ray Phoenix that's right it was Ray Phoenix then there's a brain buster and FTR win the belt how? well yes with the brain buster but how? why wasn't it Oh, well, you've just heard early on what I think about it. I think it's a mess. And I think it, it it really does, just for a cheap pop and a slight change at the top of the tag team championships because Lucha Brothers are better as underdogs, maybe, or better contenders than champions. Although I, I haven't seen that. Maybe that's the reason why they did it. But it makes the rankings a nonsense. And they're trying to push for that. They like that, they ballyhoo that, but they just ignore it when they want to. Now we've got Andrade with MJF. Kerwin White's not around, where's Charlo, where is he? Wheelie Uta versus Mox. Again, why? You want to bring Wheelie Uta on. He's a great technical wrestler who can do so much in the ring. He's there with Orange Cassidy. Mox is angry, gets in, beats him up. Okay, so this match is there to allow Moxley, who is angry and more angrier than usual, to beat him up. You bury Wheelie Uta and his quality. After the match, you've got Wheelie Uta looked after by Orange. You are right, he's sitting up. The doctors are with him. He's been hurt because Mox is so powerful. And then Moxley disrespects him by not even saying thanks for the match or anything, walking straight off. Can we just talk about Moxley showing what a nasty piece of work he is by not by, by not respecting him. That's what it looks like. It looks like Moxley doesn't care about his fellow wrestlers because he comes in, beats somebody up who he's got no beef with and walks out without saying anything. It just sets him up to be a real disrespect, disrespectful fool. And that's not, you want, not what you want with Moxley, is it? Right, this is a good match. I'm aware that things haven't been get going that well. So this is a nice one. It's the books and Adam Cole. Cole is so over. The boom, the Adam Cole baby is extraordinary and they're going to have to turn him face very soon, I suspect. And they're fighting the Dark Order. So Alex, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno and John Silver. The Dark Order are back together and that's where everybody wanted them to be. Callis is in the same pink suit. 
It's looking really obvious and looking a little bit messed up now. Has he not got another suit? He really could do with wearing another one because it looks bad. Okay, there's great Dark Order teamwork and this is a fun match rather than a funny match with some great moves in it. Silver's really liked as well. He's really over. He deals with all three of them. Then on the outside walks into a super kick. As you do. Then there's a very nice, with the books and coal, a lift, a double super kick into a shoulder breaker on the outside. That's really, really nicely done. Silver is taking a lot of punishment here. He's brutalised until he hits a double suplex on the books out of nowhere. Then Uno takes Nick's shoe off. He's in a sock. Then he takes his sock off. And we get some socko action. That's lovely and fun. Not just funny and it didn't ruin the match. It was fun and that was really good actually. There is a lovely, that kiss spot action, you know, where, where Cole's got someone in a move at the centre of the ring. Usually a Boston or something like that. And both young bucks kiss him on either cheek. Well, here, they go for that move. They're pulled out of the ring by Uno and Silver. Or is it Reynolds and Silver? Reynolds and Silver, who then replace them for the kiss. Adam Cole's face, when he realises it's not his mates, is fantastic. Then you've got a Reynolds cutter into a Silver German suplex into an Uno something evil. That is lovely. But there's a Panama Sunrise into a BT trigger and a pin for the for the pin and the match. Then Jungle Boy coming out, going for Cole. There's four of them there. Don't do it. Four of them there. Why would you bother? Don't just weigh it up, will you? Okay. We know that Arn's got tough love for Cody, and that's fair enough. We see that. Then MJF comes out, chatting it up. He's a bore. He's slipping down here. He's sort of just towards the top of the of the of the the, the card. He's not right at the top anymore. The pinnacle are no more as well. He says that he does all the Derby stuff. Count him out. He calls himself the number one, but he isn't anymore. It just it's not good heel heat. It seems like he's not ahead of the curve here. There are lots of people ahead of you, mate. They've been signed and you've not moved up. You've been pushed back. Sting comes out. MJF won't fight him. Throws wardrobe at him. Sorry, Wardlow at him. That's it. Done. Okay. There is a nice running gag here that wherever Tony Schiavone goes, fighting breaks out. That's very nice. He's got a, a book out, by the way. It's a, it's, a, it's a comic book thing. Graphic novel, that's what you call them. Slightly more adult than a, than a comic book. Okay. Kira Hogan versus Penelope Ford. And actually, it's a good match, this. Except... They both meet in the centre of the ring at one point. Don't know which move to do. It's a botch. And Penelope Ford's face is a picture. She really dislikes that intensely. And quite right. Good Ford bottom rope slingshot. Good Hogan shotgun dropkick. A nice ha- uh, handstand cutter from Ford. And a Mutalog for the pin. Pretty good. So Ruby Soho, Riot Soho, Riot came out. At the end, we'd expect that. The match was good. Let's forget about Soho for the minute. And Adam Page does a long interview about cowboy shit. Not chicken shit or horse shit, cowboy shit. The less said about that, the better. And finally, we've got Bobby Fish versus Brian Danielson. They fought on the buy-in show, so this is not going to be great. But it's actually okay, including a Danielson uh, released German suplex, a very nice avalanche falcon arrow from Fish into a knee bar and then Danielson trying one too, and then a heel hook from Danielson for the pin. It was a short match, about 10 minutes or so. It was 
Well done. It was um, it was competitive. It was athletic. It was not a main event. And Dynamite was okay here. But by pushing Rampage and the buy-in, you kind of forget that you need to stuff Dynamite full of goodies as well. This was a bit of a damp squib rather than explosion. Omega was nowhere to be seen. And um, it went. you got to do both. If you're going to get more programmes, you got to fill them. Ta-ta.